Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Dunkin' Next, the podcast where David talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Today is Monday, January 11th, where we're going to be going over the previous week in professional wrestling, which included Monday Night Raw, New Year's Evil, uh, I believe it's New Year's Slam, and Friday Night Smackdown from last week. Um, quite a bit of news um, actually came out today. One big piece of news came out today. Yep. Um, Drew McIntyre has COVID-19. Yep, and he is um, being quarantined. Yes. So opening up tonight's Raw, uh, which we will be going over what happened next week, um, apparently Drew McIntyre from wherever he's being quarantined and Triple H will be addressing the WWE Universe. So yeah, what that means, big I don't news. know. I know. Um, he isn't somebody who typically comes out on the uh, red brand and blue brand to do a lot of talking, so... If he's going to yeah. be coming out to be saying something, uh, it's got to be pretty important. Yeah, the last time was... Um, we give you the, the power. It was that bullshit. No, it was thing. when Triple H came out in front of the empty arena. I believe it was the week before Mania when he had this whole yep. um, okay. big yes. speech or whatever it was when he was interrupted by legend after legend after legend after legend after legend. Yes, okay. That's right. I'm sorry. Um. But with that being said, Oldberg, um, yes, I said that right, Oldberg. Yeah, that's uh, for you, versus, JJ, Oldberg. Versus Drew McIntyre will have to happen sometime in the future. Now, does it mean that Drew McIntyre stripped of the belt and then Goldberg wins it? I hope not. Don't. But Oh, my God. Don't speak it into existence. Yeah, you just put that out into the universe. What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, let's be real. Dr- Goldberg would not come back if he's not winning the belt. Let's be real. And WWE shouldn't have brought him back because then you're just killing the momentum of, of Drew McIntyre. Better title reigns in a while. Yeah, I can agree with that 100%. Um, moving on to our next talking point that we need to mention um, from Legends Night, we had the returning Ric Flair in his daughter's Charlotte Flair's corner. Um,. We really realized tonight that in 2021, Charlotte is not Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair is Charlotte's dad. Yes. Yes. Charlotte put Ric Flair in his place. 100%. Which I think is great because it's bringing back this old Charlotte, this old heel character. That's going to lead perfectly into her and Asuka's feud for the title. Yeah. Um, we need to see that Queen Charlotte again that is untouchable and you know doesn't care whose feelings she hurts and who she has to throw in the mud to uh, get to where she needs to get to. Yeah. And the fact that her father tried to play some old dirty parlor tricks and got himself involved in her match, she was not and, happy about and that got at them all. to lose. Yes. She um, caught he cost them the match. I think uh this is going to build to something really good um as far as, you know, Charlotte sticking with the heel Charlotte, which is nice. Yeah. Which I hope because in my opinion Charlotte works much much better as a heel. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. It, it um, was the same thing as Flair. Flair works better as a heel. It's just yeah, because exactly. they have this arrogance about him, this pompousness. Mm-hmm. Um, the next big note um, from Raw is that Matt Riddle, or Riddle, 
um, pinned the United States champion. Yes, he uh, defeated distraction finish, but yes, because he was he, tapping out to the hurt lock. Yeah, but he defeated Bob Lashley, um, which that most likely will result in a U.S. title match at Rumble. Um, I think so. I think that'd be the right way to go about. Do you them think? Two. Do you think Riddle wins that match? Oh man, Lashley's been pretty much untouchable f- since he joined the hurt business. Yeah. Um. The only way that they take the belt off of Lashley is again if they're going to be moving Lashley up into, into the world title picture. World title picture. Yes. I don't see um them taking the belt off Lashley if they want to continue to have the hurt business play like that. Which um, which boss what it- like final boss of a video game before you get to the you know end credit scene. Because yeah. that's kind of what they're doing right now with the Hurt Business. They're playing those boss figures. Yeah. Which, I might be wrong in thinking this. Um, what if the plan is to have Goldberg pick up the belt as a face and then have Lashley take it off him as a heel? Well, see, that was the weird thing. is, is That's kind of how they were portraying this whole thing. Like, Goldberg was trying to say that McIntyre... Didn't have any respectful. Yeah, was being disrespectful towards all the um, legends and stuff like that. When in actuality, the legends and McIntyre were getting along great because the legends are the ones who helped McIntyre take out Orton in that match. And then he Hulk thing. Yeah, and then he uh, uh, he avenged all the legends in the following. It's like I think. Goldberg's disillusioned. I think he's hit his head against too many doors one too many I times know. in his career. Definitely. Because I, it feels like Goldberg's coming into this. If they have this match, he's the heel, not McIntyre. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I, so if Goldberg picks up the belt, who is the next in line unless it's Drew again? I just don't like them. You know, I don't like them him dropping the belt the and picking it back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Playing hot potato with the championship, I don't like that. And I would they're like not, to just they're see, not going to make her business face. Yeah, I would just like to see them um, have McIntyre Claymore Goldberg's head off, and then I'd, that's I'd it. appreciate that. Pretty much it. Five minute um, match. But the next um, thing is another hurt business thing where um, Lucha House Party defeated um, the tag team champions. So um, this is huge for a couple of different reasons because. Um, LHP has kind of caught fire lately Yeah. between this victory then the one victory that they had in the in a tag team match against um, uh, Legado del Fantasma. On 205, then, right? Yeah, on 205. And then um, because of those victories, you get Metalik versus Escobar. Escobar in New Year's Evil, which we'll talk about. But LHP is like, like there. We keep asking for these tag teams, and we never mention LHP. And we're getting LHP, and I, I want more. I want LHP on TV more, doing these types of things, having these types of matches. I mean, they've never held any type of gold the entire time they've been in WWE. So why not? Why not try to throw a little okay, bit of? You're you're correct because I was thinking, no, wait, yes, they did. But that was the Lucha Dragons. Yes, that was the, the Lucha, Lucha Dragons, Dragons that which was, was uh, Kalisto Sankara. 
yes, held the that, belts. Yeah, it wasn't LHP. LHP's never held anything because Grand Metalik, which I found out, was in the Cruiserweight Classic, yeah. and he was in the finals and lost to, at that time, um, Neville. Because Neville was the, the winner of that uh, Cruiserweight Championship. I thought TJP was the first. Oh, ever. TJP. Yes, TJP. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. TJP or won was the, TJ uh, Parkins at the time. Yeah, he won the uh, he won the CWC. Yeah, cruiserweight champion, uh, cruiserweight classic. cruiserweight classic. Um, so, in, in a phenomenal match. Yes, but I mean, Metalik's never really been back to that. He's point never had that. He's, yeah, he's never been up at that pinnacle again. And I mean, they have fun. Those are fun characters, and they do the whole Lucha House Party thing. And I don't know it. It almost feels a little bit better now that they've taken Kalisto out. Yeah, they're finally getting in this role now that Kalisto has found himself elsewhere. Yeah, which is right now nowhere because he's not doing anything. But this role for LHP, this is a big win. Basically vaults him right into the tag team picture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Puts him right up there in the discussion where they they could, you know, supplant... The new day as the face team right now for the, for the interim, before yeah. you know they bring back the new day and maybe one or two other tag teams. But yeah, I like it. I really do. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a big, big, big win in in their trajectory. Yes. Now speaking of big, big, big matches, um, the main event of Legends Night between Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. These guys can put on show after show after show, and I will the never get bored. The Spanish Fly. Enough said. Yeah, a th- probably, what, 320, 330-pound man doing a Spanish Fly? When was the making last it time effortlessly? McIntyre ever did a Spanish Fly? Never. Okay. Lee does a lot of them. He did, he did, he's done quite a few at uh, Dijak. In their matches. Yeah. So he knows how to do it. And I think that's why McIntyre was so comfortable doing that spot. Is because, because he's like... Keith Lee is seasoned with them. Exactly. And he's seasoned with big guys. Like, mm-hmm. again, Dijak is... If Dijak's not a little bigger than McIntyre, they're pretty much the same size. Yeah. So I'd say they're pretty close to the same size. So it's one of those things where it's like, he's like, well, if, if you want to do this spot... I mean, I trust you because clearly you've done this spot a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so um, great match, and it was nice. We got a clean win. It was clean. There was no shenanigans. Um, McIntyre went, hit the Claymore, match over, um, one, two, three. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it does suck that Lee suffered a clean loss, but I think it was the right move. It wasn't like a heel-face match. It was was these two guys have so much respect for each other, and they wanted to put on a clinic, and they did that. Exactly, and I think it worked out well for both parties. Um, obviously, McIntyre comes out still champion. Lee put on a great match. Um, mm-hmm. The only downside to it is Goldberg's Oldberg music hitting at the end, him coming mm-hmm. in the ring and shoving down Drew McIntyre, which, to me, that was a botch. I, I yeah. don't know if that was supposed to happen that way, but there was no reason for him to like reel back the way he did and just shove McIntyre to the ground like that. Like, What a dick. Yeah. I can agree. If that wasn't if that wasn't meant, that's just uncalled for. Yeah, exactly. So, I but, um, 
overall, Raw was Raw was middle of the road once again because yeah. we missed a lot of stuff that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about AJ Styles and Elias and um, Omus uh, getting in the Omus ring. Kicking, and, almost kicking the uh, the guitar was guitar. Cool. Yeah, but I mean. I don't understand why we're having another Styles and Elias match after that's already kind of been nibbed in the bud. Um, I mean, it it is what it is. We we need to have some more of these matches. We need to keep people on TV. I love having Elias on TV. I love having AJ Styles on TV. I just um, I'm waiting for the other two monsters, the two body gods, to get themselves involved in an actual match. I just don't know if they're ready to put almost actually physically in the ring. Is all almost against Riker? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree. Um, I mean, I don't know if Omus, I don't know how green he is, but... Apparently, he's very green. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on from Monday to Wednesday, uh, we're going to talk about which, be it, AEW is great this week. It ended very, very good. New Year's Evil took the cake for me this week. Oh, I mean, there's a couple of matches on this that are takeover matches. Yeah. I mean, um, we didn't get the Thatcher match, which was kind of disappointing. We um, will get that down the line. We will though. get it. But, I mean, the two things that they put to replace were just awesome. Like, yeah. unexpectedly, we get the something that... The return of They've been building this for weeks, and we haven't talked yeah. about it really that much. And we've kind of just been, like, you know, brushing it back, and we haven't seen Zayali and blah, 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 blah. But, like, the vignettes they've been doing where she's getting beat up and she's, like, in, like, this dojo and she's getting hit with kendo sticks and then she's beating up Boa and her coming out this past week and just that roundhouse kick, that roundhouse kick had her, like Wade Barrett was saying, would have kept her down for a 300 count. Like, Mm -hmm. she looks good. Like, straight up karate kid karate master good like the way she was initially presented to us but now she has an edge to her she's not like bubbly mm-hmm. which i like so i don't know if you've you've looked at the lists um of who the mysterious um master of Zia Lee is um but there were a couple names that um stood out to me as to who could be playing it because I don't think the person sitting in that throne was the actual person. I think that was just not a body dummy, but just someone to put there. Mm-hmm. Um, two names pop out on this list to me. One is Miko Satomura. They've been saying it's her the whole time. Is either Mika or the other one I saw is it could be Karen Q. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing a lot that it's uh, it's it's Miko. Um, apparently, like she's working at the PC Center and stuff like that now. So, um, I mean, that's fine. Get this stable going. I mean, you don't even necessarily need to put any kind of belts on them. Just have them like run rough shot on some people. I mean, you already yeah. have you have Mercedes Martinez already building up to face Io Shirai. Um, we obviously had the blow-off match this past week with Ripley and Gonzalez, which, mm-hmm. you know, Dakota Kai got herself involved. Um, Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackout have their own thing going. Obviously, Indy Hartwell is going to get involved in that somehow. Um, we have the women's 
Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic that's going to be happening. So we're going to see some more of Katie Cannonzaro and um, Caden Carter. And we're going to get these other tag teams that are going to be coming through the grapevine. Which I have a funny feeling we're going to see some SmackDown and some Raw talent on on this uh, um, Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yeah, we definitely will. I think so. And um, yeah, I just... I'd like to just see like Zia Lee and Boa just be these people who are just running roughshod and let them let them destroy some you know recruitment talent who just need to get in the ring and you just need to make these two look super strong and they don't feel any pain and then eventually you know build their characters that way where it's just a believable faction that they have so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that and then I mean the way. <laughs> Is there a better name for a group right now than The Way? No. Well, no. Well, Hurt Business, but no. Okay. But they were awesome with the police escort celebrating Johnny Gargano's breaking of the curse and like. They were what a heel faction needs to be in 2021. Yeah. Like a huge comic relief heel faction that like can do some legitimate damage because they're legitimately two of the best wrestlers in the company and two of the youngest talents in the company. Like it's a perfect melding of four people that you couldn't have expected. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy everything that they're doing together, which is really nice. Now um, I don't know if you noticed this, but when they did the dusty roads tag team classic, um, men's teams, they only announced seven teams. Okay. Is the way the eighth team? Well, they announced themselves. They said that they were going to be entering the Dusty Roads Classic. So they announced themselves on the show as the eighth team. Okay, so there's your eight teams. Yeah. Well, I know it's the, it kicks off this week with UE versus Brizango, so that's going to be a hell of a match. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we need to go back to the beginning of this yeah, New Year's Yeah, we got to go back to the beginning of New Year's Evil. God, Cross and Priest... The cross dominated. Yeah, he did. dominated he was, in this match. He was very, very good. I can definitely say that. Um, he's had a few NXT matches, um, takeover matches, and he's progressively gotten better. Um, NXT is a very different style, um, than how he used to wrestle. Um, NXT is a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but. He he still has a little bit of a, a lugging pace, and I don't know if you noticed that, um, because Priest usually wrestles a very fast style, mm-hmm. and Priest had to kind of slow it down a little bit, but it was still a great, great showing from Karrion Cross. I think the two of them worked so well together, and because the thing is, is Priest moves quickly because he's usually facing smaller guys, yeah. and for him to have to face somebody who is about his size, mm-hmm. if not bigger threw Priest off quite a bit. And the thing about Cross is, like, no matter what he was throwing at Priest, Priest just kept coming forward, just kept coming at him. And it was just frustrating Cross to the point where he hit him with that suplex, that Sahito suplex that he hits. And he's like, no, I'm not done. And then he hits him with that forearm in the back of the head. Oh, my God. And just knocks him cold. And basically, one, two, three, he gets the victory. Um, I think this means Priest is going to Raw or SmackDown. I think this was his curtain call, his final goodbye, because there's really nothing else for him to do in NXT at this point. No, they're not going to put him for the title. 
because nope. that's that's busy right now. It's very busy. Um, and he's 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 had his stay in NXT. Um, yeah, he's polished enough to be able to fit that main roster role, and I think his character fits that main roster role with it this does. party with the party guy. So, I thought that was good. Uh, the next match on the show was um, the cruiserweight title match. Oh, and we already touched on this a little bit with Metalik um, getting his opportunity to be in this match. Um, he uh, he really showed up. Um, this had the contention to be match of the night, but there were a couple of botches, and I feel like the ending of the match was rushed slightly. Because, yeah, because Metalik's mask broke. Yeah, his mask broke at some point um, when they were on the top rope. And I don't know when it broke, but there was a point where Escobar went to go grab him and he grabbed the back of the mask and like basically Metalik's whole mask almost came off. Mm-hmm. And he like was in a panic there for a couple of seconds where he had to like readjust it and fix it really quickly. And I almost feel like that's when um that's when they kinda like almost rushed the finish a little bit because Yeah. He, he couldn't quite hit the finishing move. Metalik couldn't stay up for the whole thing and then he he hit a different type of um, like almost like a Michinoku driver, so yeah, he it was it definitely had to be sped up a little bit just because of the the uh, mask uh, the wardrobe malfunction, shall we call it? Yes, yeah, that's um, the thing about masks, man. Sometimes they uh they really uh inhibit something, especially if they break or whatever. Especially yeah, well, in the I Lucha, reckon in the Luchador setting, too. I reckon masks suck. Well, they're important to the Luchador setting, so no, I reckon. I have a reckoning. Oh, that mask suck. But um, yeah, I had funny. to put that in there because literally she had the mask on for all of about ten seconds, and then she said, "You know what? Fuck it," and threw the mask. Yeah, pretty much. Like, take her out of retribution, set her off TV for six weeks, have her come back as me again. Yep. Problem solved. So, we already talked about Zia Lee. Zia Lee. Um, oh my God! Last woman standing match. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That back um, body drop on the edge of the table. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, Spear through the door. Was, the whole match was brutal. Just absolutely. Um Dakota Kai getting stuck in a locker. Yeah, that was funny. That was more comic relief than anything else. That was a lot of comic relief. And it's like it works because Dakota Kai is so small. Yeah. Um I don't know. I thought it was a really good it was a great match, and it was a great send-off for Rhea Ripley. Again, yeah, obviously not finishing in victory, but she gave the rub as being the big bad bitch from her to now Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. She yeah. she gave that rub of I'm the big hoss of the women's division to Raquel Gonzalez, and now Raquel Gonzalez's ass-strapped rocket is still firing. Yes, it is. Um... We will see what happens after Martinez and um, Io Shirai. Io Shirai have their, their match. thing, yeah, um, because they're gonna they're gonna have a match. I don't even know if Martinez is gonna take the belt off of her. I just think that it's think almost so. gonna be like a tune up for Martinez before she goes back to uh, to Raw SmackDown. Per- personally, I forgot she was part of Retribution. Yeah, she was, and then she asked to be taken out because she didn't like the direction. Oh my god! Yeah. So exactly. hold hold the phone. Hold on. 
She asked to be taken out of retribution because she didn't like the direction, and she got her wish to come back to NXT. Yet Alistair Black, former NXT champion, doesn't like what he's being utilized as, being stuck in a freaking room. He asked to go back to NXT, and he gets denied. I don't know. Dude. Is that just because Zelina Vega? Is yeah, that just because lot, of Thea Trinidad? It, it has a lot to do with that, man. Ridiculous. When I cannot wait till we see Tommy end in AEW. When your when your spouse irritates the upper management of you get put the through company, a table nine times. Correct. One hundred percent. Yep, exactly. And then you don't even get your come up and set the pay per view. Yep, because you get written off TV. Yep. And then the queen comes back. <laughs> oh, heartbreaking. Well, speaking of hearts, um, we had Kushida and Shotzi Blackheart defeating um, The Way. Yep, setting um, up Kushida with a, a North American, North American championship title. Uh, picture, you know, opportunity there. I, yeah, think, um, I think that's the right way to go, especially with the way you've built the character towards the end of 2020, coming into 2021 with this little hotter edge. Um, I think it's the right move. It continues to build Blackheart versus Larray, Um and I think it sets up the right person to take the belt off of um, Mr. Gargano. Gargano, yeah. So, And then to finish off New Year's Evil was Balor O'Reilly 2. I don't even know what else to say. I mean, the the psychology is, of this match was we are eleven incredible. days into twenty twenty one, and there is already a match of the year candidate. I mean, you put them two in a ring; they're gonna put something magical together, and that's exactly what they did for the second time. the The story elements that happened, the kicking of the rope when O'Reilly's mouth was on the rope to aggravate his jaw to Balor winning with a submission. Yeah. He made O'Reilly tap. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Typically Balor's just brutal and he hits the nineteen sixteen and then he hits the uh he hits the coup de gras and that's it. No, he made him tap. He attacked his jaw, his upper his uh you know, his neck area, his head area, and he torqued him in in such a body scissor, like, oh my god. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was definitely a hell of a match. That's, yes, it was. To, to put it lightly. Yeah, and there was Crimson again. Oh, yeah. Ballow's cracked open. Yes, he was, once again. Uh, which which is to be expected between these two. Yeah, because they, they fight very stiff. Yeah. Um, NXT is very stiff. Yes. Wednesdays are very stiff, regardless of the brand, yeah, actually. Yeah, AEW, too. Yeah. Um, AEW had a couple of big notes that I wanted to mention. Uh, we had the return of John Moxley, and he was pissed. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got a reason to be pissed next week, too, because we'll get to what happened at the end of the show. Um, but then we had a match to uh, to break out some beef inside the inner circle. We had a match between Wardlow and Hager, where Wardlow came out on top. But I saw just- Bleacher's um, description of this, where it, it didn't deserve to be this good. It, it, it shouldn't have been as good as it was um, because a lot of people it's just think two that big these... pieces of meat slapping against each other is all it is. Yeah, but it was very good. Yeah, the um, psychology of the match was unbelievable. It was you could feel the tension between these two guys in the inner circle who are 
trying then, to be the big man of the inner were, circle. Yeah. And then they had to realize after the match, they're they still part friends. of the same faction. Yeah. So they can't yeah. they can't continue to have this inner squabble because then the whole faction is just going to fall apart. And it all started because of a look. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, the next segment was a little bit of comic relief. Uh, comic relief. We uh, we both had this discussion about it. Um, the Darby Allen and Brian Cage weigh in. Uh, There's a hundred pound difference between those two guys. And Allen seemed not phased by it at all. Nope. Nope. Um, um, new once again, TNT Sting comes out. Design. Oh yeah, the new TNT title design is nice. It's really nice. Nice black strap. Um, yep. It's got very similar side plates, but it's got it's got more of a rounded design rather than a rounded with the crown kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really fresh. Um, and it definitely had the elements of the original, but it separated itself enough so people think, oh, it's a new title. Yep, exactly. Because the original TNT title is negative ones forever. Yeah, it's retired. So... What were you saying about the... Uh... Oh, once again, Sting comes out at the end of this to try to even the odds and just yeah. keep it with this presence. Don't let him get in the ring. I, I say this every week, but don't let him get in the ring. Just let him be an ominous presence, uh, a uh, an ability for Darby Allen to learn from somebody who's a master mm-hmm. at the psychology yeah. game. Yeah, because that's all what Darby Allen's about is the yep. in-ring psychology. Exactly. Um, the next match uh, was for the AEW Women's Championship between Hikaru Shida and Abaddon, and by God, was this match brutal! Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Before the bell even rang, Abaddon and Shida were at each other's throats. And I love the character of Abaddon, but one thing I don't like is the way that the commentary is talking about Abaddon, how she's just some kind of crazy person with makeup and paint and stuff like that like no she's supposed to be this demoness creature who's just lurking in the underbelly who bites her opponents and tries to rip them limb from limb like don't sell a short on abaddon let her be this demoness it is such a good character arc yeah. to work with you don't do it with the fiend you didn't do it with the undertaker when papa shango was a thing you didn't do it with him when boogeyman, boogeyman or even when sting came back as you know the crow sting don't sell someone's mystique or eeriness short by undercutting it through commentary like just Sit back and be frightened. Be Todd Phillips when The Fiend comes out. Okay? Yeah. Be Todd Phillips. Be so frightened that I can hear the piss running down your leg when The Fiend comes close to you. That's Mm -hmm. what Abaddon should be. She should be scaring. She should be getting disqualified for biting her opponents and for trying to extend holds for too long so this way she can rip fingers out of sockets and shoulders out of sockets and like she should be out there just being this menacing creature not even a human a creature yeah yeah I agree I agree 100% she she should be scaring people because she is scary looking Mm mhm oh yeah she is she's she's 
got this this evil, demented demon, as you said, demoness yeah. look to her. And your main event of night one of New Year's uh, uh, New Year's showdown or whatever it is, Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega Great for match. the AEW Championship. Great match. Um, ended, obviously, with a Don Callis um, distraction. Uh, Omega took advantage. And then Omega continues to attack Phoenix post-bell. That's when Moxley comes down to attack Omega. And then we get the de- debut of the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. I know. In All Oof. Elite Wrestling. Yeah, the there show- isn't a working relationship between TNA, Impact, and AEW. Um, yeah, there is now when you're bringing your tag titles onto Dynamite. Yeah. Um, the show ended with a five-way two-suite. And I am here for it. Because when I really got back into professional wrestling was about 2015, 2016, when I really started watching New Japan, when Bullet Club was one of the three main factions in Japan. It was Bullet Club, Chaos, and Los Ingobernables de Japón were the three main factions in Japan. And that was when Kenny Omega was the the head, the leader of Bullet Club. And Gallows and Anderson were the club in WWE. The Bucks were still with Kenny. Um, but now the original BC, which is Gallows, Anderson, um, the Bucks, and Kenny are all back together. Yeah, well, that's not the original. No, the original was Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Tokyo Pimp, and Finn Balor. Yep. But that was the original. Now, what's that? What's that mean for, um, for the Bullet Club in New Japan now? There's still a Bullet Club. No, I know, but when are we going to see that crossover? Um, we will probably see New Japan work with uh, AEW this year at some point. Uh, we'll probably see a match between uh, the Gorillas of Destiny and either the Bucks or the Club or whatever. Um, I don't I don't see it that way. No, you think they're going to be... I think it's all going to be one big unit, man. You think the Bullet Club is getting... A reinvigoration in twenty twenty one. Yep. Hmm. I do. I really, really, really do. Is this is this um, Kenny Omega taking over Bullet Club again and kicking Jay White out? Yep. Because Jay White signing with WWE, my friend. Really. Yep. Yeah, considering he didn't beat Kota Ibushi at night two. Yep. Yeah, I can agree with that. Oh, we don't talk a lot of. Um, um, New Japan, but goddamn, freaking Kushida—not Kushida, Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay put on one of the best matches of 2021, and it's only again 11 days in. I know, I know. But did you see some of the highlights but, from that match? But Will Ospreay in any match with the amount of flippity doodads he does, and Kazuchika Okada. I know, I know. Kazuchika Okada great... was the best professional wrestler for 2016 through 2018. I know, and pretty much. They put. On a phenomenal match. And I'm telling you, 
do not be surprised when there is going to be a working relationship between NJPW, AEW, and Impact. And it it just it it's all boiling under the surface. We talked about this two years ago. And we were talking about how you know, if WWE played their cards right, they could do the Bullet Club inside WWE. Mm-hmm. They had all the pieces there. Everything was there. And now AEW is going to take it and roll with it. Yeah. And WWE is kicking themselves. Yes, they are. Oh, 100%. 100% they're going to kick themselves. But now that we're finished talking about Wednesday, let's knock out Friday. SmackDown continues to be from week to week the most solid wrestling show. Not the best wrestling show, but the most solid. It always delivers a mid I'd say like between a high C to low a. to mid B to low A show every yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. And I think you going high C is even lower. It's a B to an A every week. And yeah. the thing is is like it follows the same formula as Monday Night Raw, which is they come out and they do their they, they have that guy cutting a promo to start the night. But it's just so different with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so different when he comes out and he calls out Adam Pierce and he goes, "Hey, listen, why can't Kevin Owens, your friend, provide for his family right now? Because, because you, you put him in a position to do to to be in that match when I told you not to do that. You should just listen to me. So tonight, I know we're going to be having this gauntlet match. Um, yeah, you're going to be in the gauntlet match. Yeah, and I I love how he said, "What are you calling me stupid?" <laughs> Yeah. What are you calling Vince McMahon stupid? Yeah. Oh, man. So um, good. So this, good. This Roman heel character is, is second to none. Yeah, he's going to be... I know we're really jumping the shark here, but I have a feeling if politics didn't play as big a role with PW Insider as it did, Roman Reigns is going to be the PW Insider Wrestler of the Year this year. He's going to be number one. If this for character conti- or 2021? for twenty twenty one, if this character continues to build the way it's building right now, he's my pick. He's legitimately my pick. I can agree with you on that. Um, I definitely can. Um, solely because of character work. Not that he's a slump in the ring. No, even his in-ring stuff is so good. Like the stuff he's been doing with Owens and the stuff that he did with Jey Uso. He brought Jey Uso into the title, the top tier uh-huh. of the WWE. And there were moments in those matches where I thought he could have done it. Exactly. And that's because Roman is so good in the ring with the in-ring psychology, with selling, with taking bumps, giving bumps. I'm telling you, he, he's my pick. 2021 PWI, number one wrestler in the world, Roman Reigns. I will give you that. Um, Let us talk about the next segment, which was an Intercontinental Championship match between Big E and Apollo Crews. Heel turn for Apollo? Um, Or just frustration? I think it's just frustration because he found himself kind of stuck after this whole retribution and um, her business stuff. He kind of just found himself alone. Um, and he thought he had won the match. Um, he thought he had gotten the better of his be- uh, one of his best friends yep. and all that, and then it got taken away from him. He got frustrated, and Biggie put him back in his place. It's not yep. a heel turn. Okay. 
Sonia Deville is now in a management position. She I is like it. the assistant to the WWE official, or she's another official, something like that. She's she's Adam Pierce's buddy. I like it. Um, I think it'll be a great role for her. Uh, I she think she's going to end up being Roman Reigns' lackey. Really? Yeah. She had no problem throwing Adam Pierce into the match. Do you think? Ooh, that'd be really interesting. That'd be really good. Um, we got new tag champs. Oh, I know. Rude and Ziggler beat the Prophets. Rudolph. Oh my God! How? What? Hey, hey, they've been they've been tag team champions before. They went into the gauntlet match last year. What was it in 2019 as the tag team champions? Yeah, the uh, elimination chamber. Yeah, they did. No, it was last year, wasn't it? When Otis went through the went through the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were yeah. You, they were men's cha- uh, raw champs. tag team champions. Exactly. I mm-hmm. I I like them with the belts. They look good with the belts. Um, they're good heels. They're a good heel team. I don't um, know how long they the name Rudolph? <laughs> I mean, that's not what they call themselves. I don't know what they call themselves, but I I like the way that they are. They the Gloria are, Showstoppers. I I yes, Gloria Showstoppers. Um, I really like their ability to work together. Yeah, I think they both bring out really good elements of both of their wrestling games. In in the random tag teams that both these guys have been stuck in, these two work the best. Yes, yeah, um, they, finally, they finally found two that work together. Yeah, because they've both been stuck in random tag teams through the history. Yep. Um, but these guys work together. In because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Robert Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura a tag team for a little while? Uh, I think they tagged a few times, yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, but who knows. Um, but yeah, we said uh, Adam Pierce was in the gauntlet match. No, he won it. <laughs> yeah, he won it. Well, I mean, the real winner of that match was Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. And I think, quietly, this is almost setting up like a Nakamura-Reigns feud. Like, oh. Reigns screwed Nakamura out of the gauntlet match, basically. Jey Uso did. No, not just Jey Uso, but Roman Reigns did it as well. I mean, Jey Uso only follows Roman's orders. I wouldn't That's be true. surprised if you see Nakamura basically get Turn through. Face. Yeah, because he even shook Daniel Bryan's hand at the end of the match. Okay, I didn't catch that. So I think it's one of these things where you're going to see Nakamura maybe go after Jey Uso, and then Roman Reigns basically goes, hey, don't put your hands on my family. And then that sets and up. And that starts Nakamura versus. So is Nakamura the next challenger after Kevin Owens? Maybe. Oh, you mean after Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce <laughs> is going to have a match probably next week with Roman. And Kevin Owens is going to come out for the save. And then that's going to set up the Rumble match. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Owens versus Reigns 3. I wouldn't mind it. Neither would I. Hell, I'd let these guys fight forever. Yeah, if I could, they're, they're great much. together. They are, they are phenomenal together. Yes, but this was a long recap. Well, yeah, it was a lot to go over. A lot of, yeah. a lot of good happenings this past week. Yeah, it really was. Um, I'm not complaining that it went long. Hell, we had a lot to talk about, and yes. we went on a few tangents, but they were all important tangents. Now, I am going to say two things that everybody does need to watch on that network. Okay. Broken Skull Sessions with Bailey 
and the New Day memorializing um, Brody Lee, John Huber. I will definitely have to go check those out. Excellent things to watch. I recommend it to everybody. I watched um, Bailey's Broken Skull Sessions today on my lunch, and I caught glimpses and clips from the um, John Huber stuff. Um, So good. So everybody out there, definitely watch it. I want everyone's feedback on that. All right. Well, I basically think that wraps this episode off. If you guys liked it, definitely like, share, subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Podbean. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns about the show, you can definitely hit us up on social media at Dave the Doink or at TheJ Ald or at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Um, of course, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>